I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah Welcome back to another episode of the Change My Mind podcast. I'm Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the odd long to my song. Uh, it's Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, uh, song singer for hire. There we I'll go. Take just that. made that one up on the song. Spot. Yeah. Song singer, God, you just gotta reopen the wound every like every month. I, I didn't think of it, but you are. I mean, we're all song singers in a way. Uh, yeah, sure. Some of us are better than others. Uh, some of us can rap too, apparently. You? Uh, who, no, I can't. I can't rap. No. Yeah, I, well, you you definitely I can, rap. I can sing along to rap lyrics. You know what? Uh, we had a great time with our DSG dinner. I think that uh, not do, doing karaoke is something we should consider down the line. Oh, I don't, if I don't we, know go, we'll we get an earlier reservation next time, and then we'll go yeah. go a little deeper into the city. I like that. Because you, I, I would do it. You would do it. I think Billy and Doc would do it. I don't know about Goo or Mac, though. They might be like too cool to do something like that. Rossi would do it. Yes. Well, you, you've kind of uh, tiptoed into my intro question here. Um, and my question for you is, what type of person orders salmon at a steakhouse? A psycho? Some some would say, <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, yeah, look, um, I loved the food. I loved the salmon. Um, you can say whatever you want. Uh, but I, like I told you guys, it was, delicious. I, it was yeah, your food looked outstanding. I, I want to mm. comment on that, too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, I... Mm-hmm. Went to a steakhouse two days before, and I had consumed a lot of red meat between that dinner and our and our DSG dinner from other stuff. So, is there is there a downside to eating too much red meat? I thought you weren't. I thought so. I thought that was a thing. I thought that, like you don't want to go like too crazy on red meat. Not like you gotta like skimp. Yeah, it, like, I, I thought it was for like older people though. I thought that was like an older person thing. Well, I mean, I legitimately had okay, from that the dinner on that Wednesday, I had a steak there. I had a burger the next day. I had steak. Actually, I had steak at lunch. Right, so you were you were just out red meated out. That, and then that I had I and then I had red meat and then the what had red meat. That would have been the fourth meal of the of out of like five that I had red meat if I didn't get the salmon. Okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't want to do chicken. Yeah. I felt like doing chicken at a steakhouse is more ridiculous than the salmon. Well, yeah, you would get. Yeah, I feel like seafood is the probably the, the right play if you're not going to be doing uh, a steak. Yeah, maybe uh, a pork chop or something like that. But uh, again, that's heavy. Uh, we call pork chop there. meat loaf. Meat loaf. There the we hell? go. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but yeah, so that that was a fun dinner. So for for the listeners at home, there. So it was myself, Nick, uh, Doc, Mac, Goo, and uh, Billy D. Uh, so no, not Mac. So it was five yeah. of us there. Mac was supposed to go, but he was uh canceled in the 11th hour, probably living up to what everyone expected that he was gonna do. Like, <laughs> um, doing, yes, yeah, I no, I feel like, yeah, Mac would be the guy who, who would do that of the mm. group. But thank you, you're the guy who puts these things together every time. So thank you for having well, I figured it was gonna be my last hurrahs, uh, you know, maybe one of the last few times I could be able to get out and up to Ugh. the city. So get, get it in there while we can. We had to do an end of the year type of thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- what was funny is not only did we ha- did our waiter look like uh, Durs from Workaholics, very nice waiter. Went to Abe and Louis in Boston. Great, great stuff, by the way. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> some of the things like Billy, sometimes I felt like Billy has no filter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's like when he gets out, I don't know if he was a little lubed up and just didn't care or for, but it, I was t saying this to my wife earlier today and it was just kind of making me laugh. It was like when we were getting dessert, um, and he, you know, the waiter drops off all the desserts. He comes back. He's like, do you want to order anything for, for dessert? And he just kind of bluntly like says, it. like, I don't think he meant anything bad by it, but he's just like, no, nothing really looks good. We'll just yeah. check. Yeah. It was <laughs> kind of, no, nothing looks good. And I'm just, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe just a no, thank you. You know, yeah. uh, but Billy just, no, nothing really looks good here. Uh, that just, I love I, that. That was I, that's I, Billy. Yeah, like when he said it, it just kind of it didn't hit me. I don't know why. Just you know, we had a bunch. We were just. I was so like, I'm not getting dessert at this point because you know, obviously, it's not a cheap place. I'm gonna get dessert. It's like I'll just fucking stop at a McDonald's or like an ice cream place, like on the way. I home. agree with him for the record. Yeah, with Billy. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't look at the menu, so I trust the two of you. If two of you didn't like anything, and I think Joe, I think Joe was ready to order a thing, but Billy started off hot, so. Like definitely, would yeah. Take Joe. I off think there it. was a chocolate cake and ice cream, which you can't go wrong with, right? That's something there. But uh, there was a, a creme brulee, which I feel like is a staple at all steakhouses. That's okay, but you can't really share that amongst uh, four other guys. That's kind of a tougher, tougher share. Mm. Um, so the move was probably the chocolate cake, but Billy was right in his assessment. It was just the delivery. Um, yeah. that kind of was like got, caught my ear and as former waiter like, I, I think that's why it kind of struck there I was like oh that's so you didn't so have to is, say that this is I should have this is one of those episodes where I should have had the the intro question Wes mm. if you were the waiter and you're working let's say at a really nice steakhouse and you hand a menu to a guy and he and we come back to check in on him on his on, on and let's just say that's the desserts um do you want anything and he says no, nah, I don't see anything that I liked on on the menu. How do you respond to that? How do you handle that situation? Well, yeah, and I think I think it was one step further. I think he had said, uh, "There's nothing good on the menu." I don't think he said, "There's nothing I like." I think it was nothing. Nothing is good, or something think, like that. I think it was. I didn't because I wasn't going to get into the nitpicks, but now that we are, I think it was. I didn't see anything good on the menu, or anything. Yeah, anything yeah, good on yeah. The menu. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The delivery was was uh, off putting there. No. So I think the waiter who was great. I think he played it perfectly the whole night. Very standoffish. Came over. Very very um, nonchalant. Relaxed. Yeah. You want this? Sure. You want another drink? Yeah. No problem. Very cool. Cool guy. Yeah. He played the cool guy role. Did a good that, job. That's what you got to do. You don't you don't do any, you don't say anything there. You just let it go because if you react, then then you're the sucker. Yeah. Yeah, you're the butt of the joke for the rest of the night amongst the group. You let it go. Maybe you say, maybe you share it with the bartender, or, you know, a couple of the yes. wait staff. Like, hey, this is kind of a funny, funny little anecdote here. Get, get a load of this. I but would definitely. He played it perfectly. I agree with you. Uh, someone who didn't work in the food industry, but I will say, I would have. You say you maybe share it with a couple people. I'd share it with everybody at the the restaurant, and then I'd share it with all my friends because, yeah, like, it's I, funny. I, when you when you think about it, it's like. This is kind of a ridiculous response. Just say, nah, I'm all set. Like, no, nah, we're good. You know, yeah. it's really that yeah, simple. No, right. But he, so. he had to get, share his opinion. Nope, nothing looks good to me. Yes. Well, you know <laughs> what? I blame, in the end, I blame Rossi because they're not doing enough PCPs for Billy to get his opinion out there. 
Oh, that's true. Not enough hot takes there. Well, it is a new year, Nick. So maybe mm. there'll be uh, new episodes of PCP to come here. But did you have any New Year's resolutions? Anything that you wanted to share with the group? Because we've been off, I don't know, as a crow flies for about two weeks now. Yeah, and you know what's funny? We've we've you've asked me that. So what? We've have we now celebrated three New Years as a show? You're so, not a you're not a resolution guy. I'm generally not a resolution guy, but I do have one this year. And it is to be more organized in general. I oh, feel okay. I, I, I don't think I'm an unorganized person. I just think that um, between the two podcasts um, and then work and then just other, you know, obviously got the wedding that we're planning and, and other stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like you know a lot of balls are being juggled right now on my end where I yes, I've been organized enough with those things going on, but I could do a better job. So um, I'm, I'm working towards uh, improving in that regard. So what are you, what are you doing? Uh, getting a shared calendar? What, what's what's the steps there? Well, we have a shared calendar, and I put stuff in there, but like I don't actually. I think that might have been. I think you gave me that idea actually uh, yeah, when, like, when you guys came over. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. So like it's and it's great. Uh, but I put stuff in there, but I seldom actually look at it, other than when I'm mm -hmm, inputting stuff. So mm -hmm. trying to be aware of that, trying to put that in there. Um, trying to keep a better log, um, in general, like maybe have my own personal calendar in my work area, um, to, you know, have in front of me, what's going on throughout the course of the week, have a better feel of things. And then like, you know, look, I mean, I like my, my work area, but like, I also sometimes let comics stack to the left of me off screen that people can't see, um, try and keep in that space a little bit cleaner. I have a file cabinet where I keep, you know, paperwork stuff, you know, like mm -hmm, you know, personal mm -hmm. shit. I haven't since I moved. I haven't done a great job handling that and keeping that like as up to date as it, it needs to be. So improving on those kind of areas so that way it's just less clutter and it's going to make me like you know the place feel better. And then just you know when stuff pops up, it's going to feel less like hopefully less calamitous. I guess. Yeah. So I one of my uh, uh, I guess you could say a little little journalism mentors there when we were at the Standard Times, Kurt Brown. You're familiar. Oh, yeah. Yep. Awesome guy, but he had Early. the clutter, clutteriest, most clutter-filled desk there there was. It was horrible, stacked up, falling over into my cubicle, right? So we shared a uh, dividing wall there, but very nice guy. And he was the guy who would always be like uh, cluttered, you know, cluttered desk, cluttered mind, empty desk, empty mind, right? So he's like, eh, if it, if it's, it's a catchy phrase, so I'm going to go and run with it. I happen to think it's the exact opposite. I think I, if you have a cluttered desk, you have a cluttered mind, you're not getting shit done. Clean desk, you're ready to attack the task at hand, ready to go. Much like making your bed, that sort of thing. I agree with you 100%, although I, making my bed is not – I won't go that far. Um, no, but like, oh, I, really? I, 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 no, 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 I'm kidding. But I, I, <laughs> I agree with you. Like that, like that is – it just it, it can create anxiety where there's no reason for anxiety whatsoever. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, but I will say uh, for like some people had like good at desk, good desk areas at the Standard Times, but to to be, have the most cluttered desk at the Standard Times when S, when Wes and I work there, that's saying something. Yeah, that was pretty. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, Ed, you know, Ed had a pretty uh, yeah. a bit cluttered desk. Buddy, uh, Buddy Thomas, of course, but he just has years yeah. and years of stats, so that's yep. kind of justified there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think. Uh, thank you for asking me. Of course, uh, I just want to be a father this year. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 Wes, do you have any New Year's resolutions? 
Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping to be a father this year, you know, be an effective one. Um, and like, you know, knock on wood, like not break my baby, <laughs> you know, like that. That's kind of the big one there. Um, but I'm also just getting back, just getting back on the workout grind. You know, I'm not yeah. going to say I want to get back in shape. I think I've been in shape, but I'm just, I think I want to take my diet a little bit more seriously. Uh, okay. and I want to gain some weight focus a little bit more, get some clean weight, not some uh, uh, dirty bulking going on, but some clean bulking. Mm-hmm. Got some, got my own personal concoction of pre-workout that I'm putting together right now. Mm-hmm. Care so- to hear it? I, I would. I was just before you. You know, no. Go ahead. Tell me first. I, I have a question. After. Well, because I'm 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 off the pre-workout because I don't want the caffeine. I don't want all the extra shit in there. So now I just got beta alanine. So I take one scoop of that pure, uncut, raw beta alanine. Wow. Eight ounces of water. Chug it. I got my uh, seven capsules of uh, uh, creatine monohydrate that I take before the workout. So between those two things, get a huge pump going. They're going. Back on my supplementation with the uh, you know, multivitamins, vitamin D, magnesium, fish oil. So just some of the basic stuff there. But getting back so, into my nutritional stuff. What, does Alpha Alanine not sit well with you? Is that an issue? Oh, look at I you, couldn't help it. I couldn't help Look it. at you. I couldn't help it. No, um, I'm, not, I'm not Alpha enough. I got to get through the beta first. Um, but in all seriousness, so when you said that about your workout, I'm thinking hey, you still do all this stuff unless the holidays got to you. But I mean, like that happens to all of us. Um, so you're basically saying you are trying to enhance your, what you intake during your workout routine, like workout time. And then in general, try and clean up your eating. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think so. We're getting a, uh, an elliptical and a treadmill down in the basement. I think that's going to be happening in the uh, pretty near future. So don't you know, I'm hoping the uh, you've worked your ass off you, on that. No, 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 it's not in the finished side, in the unfinished side. So ah, it's okay. going to be like a rocky type gym setting there, where you're just staring into poured okay. concrete for for the uh, duration of your run. Uh, okay. But I'm hoping until the baby comes. So you know, she's in her last trimester. She's six months. So we got I got three months left here to pull two a days. You know, in the morning, do a little on the on the elliptical, maybe run a little bit in the basement. Finish through some strength training at the gym, mm-hmm. get a nice huge pump on that I can melt away in the early stages of dadhood and then chisel yes. back when I'm ready to uh, get back to like a normal sleep schedule a little bit. Nice. I, that sounds like a outstanding plan. By the way, when, when it comes to you being a parent, as someone who's not even remotely close to being a parent, uh, the mm. only thing I want to say is every time I think about the idea of being a dad, I always try to eventually remind myself that there are far dumber people who have gotten yes. through the, the, the phase of not breaking your child. So mm-hmm. I think you are more than okay. No. And I think now that we're, that I'm getting into that three month stage, I'm like, now it's all starting to get real. You know, like everything yeah. I was like, I, I was like, Mr. Cool. I was like the waiter a little bit. Like, ah, everything's fine. How hard can it be? Cause like, it wasn't real. And now mm. as we're getting closer to it, the whole baby room's pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved out of my office where the, the, the office is now the nursery. Um, I'm in the guest room now. So all this, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. So now that like, everything is coming together with the clothes and like, you know, the wallpaper and the crib and everything else with like the baby registry, like, all right, all right now I'm like reading wow. the uh, warning signs on all like the, the mattresses and it's everything, what not to do to avoid SIDS just as, I don't want to read any of this. It's since the thing about like laying uh, on the stomach thing. 
Yeah, it's it's like sudden yeah. infant death syndrome. I think that's what it what it stands for. And I, I'm not sure if there's like any real reason for it. I think there's like a multitude of things that can happen. Yeah, shaking that, that, or or face down, like you said, or I don't know. It's that's yeah, that's the one thing stuff. I've. That's the one thing because it's like how do you even control that? But we don't need to get into that because I don't. We don't need to yeah. get in your head. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a down. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a scary route to start off 2023 with. So all yes. all positivity being a good dad. That's that's the goal here, but. Trending now ah. because we're in the new year. We got some Marvel rumors. It's been a little bit of while since we've, uh, you know, had some news to share with. So this is, I'm going to run this through here. You tell me what piques your interest, Nick. This is coming from uh, the Twitter sleuth, my time to shine. Hello. Okay. Oh I'm yeah. Little, I'm still like have a little bit of like a respiratory thing. I feel like I'm breathing heavy as I talk. I'm like getting out of breath as I as I talk to you. Um, but the Not celestial Tiamat, Tiamat, remember him? Mm. The the frozen celestial that's sticking out of the Earth's surface. Yep. Uh, he's rumored to be uh, mined for adamantium in Captain America: New World Order and the Thunderbolt. That's right. You heard me right. Adamantium. Uh, while it's also going to be the uh, home, the island home of mutants like Genosha was in the comics. So. Again, rumored, not confirmed. These are, I think this was my time to shine. Hello, and then again, uh, Daniel RPK, Daniel Rickman on Twitter. Okay. Uh, the other one. Oh, go no, ahead. No, I well, I, I, I but my time to shine is uh, pretty. Like we don't know who that is. Not affiliated with any website necessarily. Total, total or non. Yeah. But but very like the, with the Reddit um, uh, PF uh, profile Rickman. picture. Yeah. But but uh, oh like, yeah. Yeah, but that like that account is seems to be as you know, very reputable as much as an anonymous source can be. Yeah. They get, they have some pretty big hits. Um, you yeah. know, no one ever really keeps track of their losses. So I'm not really sure you know, what the success rate is, but uh, they have hit on a couple of good things there. So also I guess Casey doesn't shit on them. So I assume like they, like Casey trusts their sourcing a little bit. So, or he yeah. hears similar things and we know Casey well, comes up with good stuff for us. Not he's not shitting on them yet. I mean, just may, maybe give it some time. That's that's that's, that's true. It's, it's all just a matter of time before you end up on Casey's shit list. You know? Don't say that because then we're that's that means that we got we have an expiration yeah, date too. Clock, clock's ticking, clock's ticking, yeah. Nick. Um, Toby Maguire's Spider Man and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Now, apparently, there's been a whole bunch of scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt over the years on the internet of having these two kind of come together for some reason, kind of like the OGs. Um, and two popular characters here uh, to fight together in uh, allegedly in Secret War. So Toby Maguire, Spider-Man, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. They're going to have some on-screen type of cool thing, like almost like a what I would imagine to be like a Bucky Barnes, Rocket Raccoon type of team up or um, Iron Man and uh, Pepper Potts, you know, an Endgame and like those type of cool things. So uh, I, 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 that seems kind of cool to me. Yeah, I think I think this is a great idea. I I would like to look. Uh, I think most people would would. Mm, I'm not gonna speak for everybody else. I would like to like these two agreed. Like they're on in terms of the character themselves, they're obviously on the same plane. So these are the two historically the two most popular Marvel characters. Obviously, other people have risen through the ranks since the MCU began. Mm -hmm. But for what you know, for what I think X Men and how that helped move the genre forward, and then what Tobey Maguire Spider Man did for moving the genre forward. When you look at it from that lens, I think it'd be really cool if we could see Wesley Snipes' blade 
thrown in the mix oh, too. But okay. At the same time, they're not he like that character as much as he did a huge thing for the genre. Blade is not nearly on the same level as Spider-Man and Wolverine. So yes. I, I I highly doubt that would ever happen. Well, I don't know. The rumor is they they want to get everyone from all the legacy movies. That'd so be great. That'd be a great spot to you know, do. Let's see who who says yes and who says no. Mm-hmm. Um, another rumor about uh, Secret Wars actually is Robert Downey Jr. He's apparently coming back for Secret Wars, as well as a rumored cameo in in Armor Wars. So whether that's him or like an AI video type thing, uh, um, but but Robert Downey Jr. back in the MCU. Maybe it'll be a flashback in the Armor Wars. Thing yeah, because an AI, doing an AI thing would be you'd be kind of treading down a dangerous road because then maybe you start seeing then it's like well why don't we see him more and more? Um, but so, yeah, that sounds great. I, I I like I would love to see him thrown back in the mix. I can totally see too with him maybe more so than Chris Evans like getting away from you know being Iron Man then be like yeah, you know like I like doing my other stuff but I'd like to be able to you know putz around with this a little bit and still be Iron Man here and there. Where it makes sense, obviously, and obviously with comic books, you can bring characters yeah, back and give the money. Yeah, back yeah. up the brain well, truck form, absolutely. That too, but I kind of more, I kind of mean the relevance of like you know, because obviously Robert Downey Jr. has been through so much shit through the years. Like now, he was you know he was king of the hill for a long time. Like not just in Marvel, like he was the guy for quite a bit. Yeah, still, people still like him and stuff, but him as Iron Man is like the thing. Chris Evans is like it took him you know took pulling teeth to get him. To play that role, so I like that's where I don't mm-hmm. ever see him necessarily coming back. It'd be great if he did, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that never happened. Robert Downey Jr. though makes more sense. And last bit of news here: we have the Beyonder. I don't know if you have any familiarity with him, Nick. Here, uh, but he's allegedly going to be the big bad of Secret Wars, uh, and reportedly be a Kang variant. So kind of like a, a meshing of the two characters. I'm not sure in the comic books if the Beyonder. Uh, had anything to do with King whatsoever, but maybe for time or continuity or easy easiness with the plot, uh, they'll make him a Kang Jonathan Majors variant. That's the only thing that I was kind of uh, thrown off by in all this. Like having Beyonder thrown in the mix, okay, cool, but why is he going to be a Kang variant? I think in the end, he's not like as well known enough of a character that it's going to be an issue, but it just does seem like why why do we need to go there? Why don't we just keep the focus on Kang or why don't just, if it's, you know, for secret war specifically, why don't we just keep it on the beyonder or set like, you know, start planting seeds um, in some capacity, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's just a little odd. I don't, I'm uh, okay. I guess is all I can say about that in the end, if you're looking for a straight up answer. My wonder is we have the first movie of phase five kicking off with, with Kang coming out here with uh, Ant-Man and quantum mania. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, we're having a Kang Dynasty, which I, I have no idea, but I imagine that's going to be like a Kang Dynasty war. We see a whole bunch of Kangs here. This is going to be a very Kangsters move, much like Infinity War was a Kang or a, a Thanos centric kind of backstory, right? So I, I kind of see that following there. My wonder, my concern is, do we get too much of this big bad major villain? It throughout phase five here by the time that we get all of this are, are we kind of done with jonathan majors as king now maybe that's a um you know local sports talk radio way of kind of finding the negative slant of something that we're looking forward to but uh before we've even gotten anything um but i'll ask it anyway i'll facilitate away i think that is a 
that's a great way to hedge it. But I also do think that is a, <laughs> that is a fair question to ask um, because that's the thing with Thanos that made him so awesome was like you had he had a lot of different puppets that he was he was working with. He had Loki for a period. He had Ronin for a mm-hmm. period. And then obviously you got Gamora, uh, who like seemed like a puppet, but wasn't in the end. Um, so yeah, they, like he had all, all, all those moving pieces where now if you do it with Kang, I mean, the only other, because even then, if you, if you do a mess of Kangs and then there's this one Kang who's calling the shots, it's still like, okay, but it's still Kang. Who's like the, the right. guy. Yeah. Like the only thing could be like if it's like the outfit that you want to see Kang in, like the one you think of with him, and then you finally see him at the end. That may be the only thing that helps. But I think it I think it's a fair question. I think what what this character has the benefit of right now in this, what the MCU is doing here is phase four. Like as much as mm-hmm. I as much as I like phase four, it what would you say like in the end? Like you're you were fine with phase four or didn't like it? I, I think I might recon to the worst because it, you know, I think phase one has still, you know, has the, um, the luxury of being first, mm. you know, and still having that little bit of like, you know, being able to kind of cut some corners and cut it some slack because they are starting right from the bottom. Yeah. So then that even more, that even helps my point more so because if, yeah. if you're not, if you're in the majority, let's say of it being the worst, then, now you're going you're going to switch into this where now we're getting back to the larger narrative and now people are just like I'm just glad we're getting this and if you're going to only if you're not going to do it over three phases like you did with Thanos maybe you do it over two or even if you do it over three people could be like we, we have what we want that we have that larger story and all the connective tissue so now we're getting back to it so it's fine because after that like two three year lull it, it, it that may have been very beneficial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, l- last bit of news here before moving on to the comic book minute. I saw this. Uh, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but I'll, I'll throw it out there anyway, see if it if it sticks, maybe make some headlines. Maybe we make some news here. Um, But I saw on Twitter that Warner Brothers Discovery is considering a hard reboot of the Harry Potter franchise. New cast, <sighs> you know, the whole shebang, still based off the Harry Potter books, of course, but it, mm-hmm. it would just be a... a Another shot at it, much like Ghostbusters. Man, um, I think. See, here's here's the tough part. Uh, I think I, I'd have to go watch the first movie. I think I'd have to, but I also kind of really hate the idea, just on principle, Wes. I mean, these movies. When I can't remember the first one came out, but these all came out in the two thousands, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely, yeah. So. How are you going to go and justify rebooting something that's only 20 years old? I mean, I, I'm sure there are things that they that that's happened with quite a bit over the years. Maybe I, you know, I, I just don't realize it in certain cases, but it just strikes me as very odd. And and I think too, like when you get something that maybe you did a reboot of something from the 80s in the aughts, okay, but there's significant improvements in special effects in those 20 years. And while from the aughts to now, we've had significant improvements in, in CGI. I don't know. It just feels like a little bit of a stretch and like, yeah, I wonder if it's because it's like 2000 and 2020 is still the same millennia where if it's like uh, the eighties, nineties and two thousands feel, you know, almost separate upon themselves. They feel like a decade. I want to It's so different. You know, I, I don't know. Just so, Maybe that's just like the hearing it in my head. First one came out in 2001. 
And maybe, you know, the other thing could be too, West is like, it, well, you, you raise a good point, by the way. I don't want to skip over that. But maybe this is a product of like, this is what happens when you start getting to this age. Like they start rebooting things that you saw when you were younger. Yeah, it's, like, it's fair. Yeah. You're going to do it again already. And this could be a thing that we start running into. Cause who knows? Let's like, what if like, I mean, well, I was going to say like DC, but like we're getting, we're going to get another reboot from DC. So kind of makes sense. But yeah, it is. Well, I, I think I'll see your move. Comic, it happens in comic books, right? So like whether that, you know, we agree with comic book movies being remade or not or rebooted or not like that's there's that's what happens in the comic books that's kind of the the medium right yep even when you talk about like something like terminator or something along those lines the halloween movies that have been rebought rebooted re i don't know sequel prequels all of that stuff right offshoots sure i don't know that those kind of play but even with like the terminator there it hasn't been an original terminator redone it's kind of been like a play on it or something else where you have already IP established for Harry Potter books. And I'm assuming that's what they would still be using that. It wouldn't be like, I don't sure. think uh, what's her name. JK Rowling would allow like a new story to be done. Um, that would be under Harry Potter with the same characters. I, I don't know how much change you can make other than the actors. Right. Like, this feels like really creatively bankrupt. Like, I'm, like they're so they can't think of anything that would make money, so let's redo what is already making us money. They and just it, built the whole Hogwarts Harry Potter world. Like, so yeah. what, what happens if they build a whole new rebranding of Hogwarts in this new series? And then what? The next move is to build a new Hogwarts at you know, the Discovery uh, Land of Adventure Six Flags or wherever it is in Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so the last one, the eighth movie came out in 2011. And I don't really mention that when you first brought it up before, when you brought up the timeline and stuff. But yeah, I mean, like, we're talking well, right now, it's as the crow flies, it's been mm -hmm. 12 years since the last movie came out. Now, if they go and do a reboot, it's gonna, you know, it's that'll, it probably won't happen right away. But if it did, like, I don't know. That's a that that like you said. It just it seems like an odd move. The best thing would be to try and branch out, like like Game of Thrones essentially has. Do it where you right. can, um, and, and if that means. But that failed. They did it with the the Dumble the Dumbledore or the Fantastic Beasts movies, right? So, those were fine. I think would be the best way. They were fine. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. like I like I like Harry Potter. I always want to. I, I like we're actually probably going to do a Harry Potter marathon, Lauren and I, in a couple weeks because we're going to have nice. a weekend to do that. But I'm not like um like 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 I am with the Marvel thing like or or certain characters specifically it's like well this doesn't make sense and that like I'm not that particular with Harry Potter as much as I read five of the seven books. That said, the 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 what, the route that they chose to take with the Nukes Commander stuff leading things off felt very odd to me. Like I get where you're pulling <laughs> from, but it's like how who are you hoping to pull in besides the little kids? With all yeah. the, the fantastic beats, it just didn't seem to. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. I I would think, again, I, and I know there's like Marvel, like a Marvel. I know Warner Brothers is in a complicated situation, like because it's if you're dependent on J.K. Rowling stuff, we don't know the particulars of the contract, and and obviously J.K. Rowling is like a hot button issue these days. But mm -hmm. I don't like. Can you do something in the Harry Potter world and not have it be J.K. Rowling written, or do you have to do that? And if so, like I I don't know how many things she's done in the Harry Potter world besides Harry Potter. 
have they, they if they she's done a bunch of stuff they haven't really been that successful not to that level at least which i know is a high bar but still yeah i think she has a new or, or they have a new game coming out that is supposed to be a pretty cool like new store new yes. like immersive uh wizarding world uh video game so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting uh to see but i think you're right i think it's just fantastic beasts and this for um you know that harry potter world but there's a port you know, season, like don't you think yeah, and you know, you, you said your dad's a big fan of Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I, you know, much like anyone else with Star Trek or something like that, you get some of these legacy sci-fi kind of fiction stories that kind of these these great epics on that are unfolded on the big screen. You can't wait to pass them down, right? I'm sure he couldn't wait to share uh, those movies with you and your brother. Much like Goo can't wait to share. You know, Ninja Turtles or Super Mario Brothers with Raffi or, or whatever, you know, much like I'm excited to share the Harry Potter franchise with uh, my my future daughter. Right. So mm-hmm. I think having that taken away, like possibly is, is uh, pretty disappointing. But then just if you think about the reboot, like forget Harry Potter and Hermione and Dumbledore uh, and Ron Weasley and like how like synonymous synonymous those actors became with those roles but like the side ones like snape mcgonagall draco malfoy malfoy hagrid um uh who, you know name pick pick you know pick your whatever you know like yeah. there's a bunch of side characters who become synonymous with the roles because they did such a good job acting throughout the, that 10-year run yeah but you know and, and i think what they gotta be thinking about too, Wes, and considering this, because I feel like I've heard this before. Maybe it's with maybe it was with, with covers of for music. When you go and reboot something like this, people are gonna go back and rewatch the old stuff. Yeah. Whether it's people who refuse to watch the new stuff because like this is my legacy shit, and I'm gonna rewatch this because they support it, or it's people who like saw the new one and it's like I gotta go back and watch the old one and see how it compares side by side because everybody says all oh, the originals are great, and that's the thing too. The old ones hold up really well um mm-hmm. yeah, i've watched sorcerer stone in a long time but my my memory of it like it, it still like works very well uh all the movies hold up I, I we go back and watch during the the holiday season it's a it's a holiday movie holiday adjacent movie yes oh, by the way uh when you talk about side characters i think you said malfoy lucius malfoy is another one for me is that it's is it jason isaacs i think who's also yeah the, uh he's also the villain in the patriot Oh, is that him? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Go. Oh yeah. Hey. It is him. He is a good. He is a real bastard. Taking off box here, peeling them off. Gonna let the toes breathe. Why don't you hit us with the uh, comic book minute while my toes are breathing? Oh boy. Uh, by the way, Jason. Yeah, it is Jason Isaacs. Okay. Anyways, comic book minute. So this week, uh, if you are a Scarlet Witch fan, we got a uh, Scarlet Witch series starting. This week's Scarlet Witch issue one hitting shells from Image, another big week spawn 337. Radiant Pink issue two, part of the Massive Verse. Uh, the Magic Order volume three, issue six. I talked about that series on the show a while back. Really enjoy it. Uh, Nita Hawes Nightmare Blog issue 11. That is a spinoff series from the Philadelphia universe by a friend of TLDR, Rodney Barnes. That has been an awesome series as well. DC, we got Dark Knights of Steel. Issue nine and DC recently has has this series and I think DC versus vampires I think those are the only two 
But where you have like Black Label, where it's like these one-off things within DC, Dark Knights of Steel might also be Black Label too. I'm not certain. Same with DC versus Vampires, but it's taking these like it's creating these own like events with these characters, and it's like it's all the Marvel, uh, all the DC characters, excuse me, that you care about. But now it's putting them in this own like this contained story where you can kind of raise the stakes for these characters and not affect the mainline stuff. So like in DC versus Vampire, spoiler, like Batman dies, like not an issue it's not part of the dc main continuity so they can kind of have more fun DC, dark knights of steel set in medieval times with these characters so I talked about dc versus vampires on tldr a little while back uh i know uh chris shine is reading that as well so definitely something worth picking up and dark knights of steel has been really awesome too also we got poison ivy <coughs> excuse me issue eight out this week um which i talked about on tldr a little while ago as well uh, as for tldr specifically we got the January solicit coming out this week, looking at the books that are coming out this week and throughout the entirety of the month as we do it on the first Wednesday or ahead of the first Wednesday every month. Um, and we also did our annual last week, like Wes and I are about to do right now. Oh, very, very nicely done with the segues there. Beautiful stuff. All right, so for the main topic, we have our CMM 2022 year review, spectacular bonanza extravaganza. How's that? That's a, that's a little bit of a word for a little bit of a working title. I think that's perfect. I don't think working title. I think that's what it should be. I think it's not long enough. By the way, I, like I said, I don't know if you got, have been sick over this break, but I, I have not been able to shake this stuffy nose. It's like everything else is fine, but I just have this like na nasal drip that gets into my lungs and then from my nostrils. and I, It's just repeating. It's just a reuse, reuse, recycle. I have been dealing with stuff for sure, and I don't know if, if I sound a little congested. Uh, I apologize to everybody, but yeah, I definitely been dealing with some stuff. But it's uh, the cough that was just I don't, that was. I started feeling it like midway through. I'm like, come on, get through it, get through it. And I decided to go long on the, yeah, yeah. the DC stuff, unfortunately. But anyways, I am ready for. Uh, actually, you want to start off with what we reviewed in 2022, or is there something else? Yes, yes. Yeah, so let's do. It. We had 17 total reviews for exit surveys, if you will. Uh, some not all exit surveys, though. We had 10 movies, seven TV shows or streaming shows, uh, six more Marvel, six non-superhero topics, and three DC titles. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then I'll run through uh, to the the bottom of the page. You take over at the, the, the top Sounds of the next Sounds good. Page. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So we had, uh, starting with our most recent uh, um, reviews here, Avatar, The Way of Water, episode 201. 95-94 split on our part. Uh, we had a Christmas Story Christmas, which was a uh, an original versus sequel debate. This one, I don't think we gave it grades, though. You want to give this a quick grade for me, Nick? Uh, shoot, Wes. You know, I saw that we were going to touch on it, and I was like, I don't know where I wanted to so put this as a grade. Um, the original one is like, you know, mid-90s. You know, for in terms of grading for Christmas. Oh movie. yeah, but but the reboot, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm trying to stall as I'm like trying to think this through. I'd say but, like in seventy nine, eighty. Uh, it's not a great I, movie, but it does some things well. But like, I don't know if I I'd, go back and rewatch it. I'd probably give it an eighty two, just because of how it hit me, and like I told you, it hit me like in terms of my life, it hit mm -hmm. me in a spot where it just kind of got me. So um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go eighty two. But yeah, so we're eighty two, eighty split. Okay, okay. And we have the you know maybe we were swept up by the holiday cheer too. Yeah. So. Yep. 
But it's going to um, happen every year to people, too. So, yeah, of course, of course. Episode 196, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, that's a 93 86 split. Uh, we had The Watcher, uh, maybe an mm. eight, 10 episode series on Netflix starring Bobby Cannavale. Uh, it goes back to episode 194 in our archives. That was a 75 80 split for us. Uh, episode yep. 193, Black Adam, was an 81 83 split. Uh, she Hulk, Attorney at Law, perhaps. One of our bigger differences of opinion on uh, on this program here, episode 192, if you care to listen. Uh, that's an 84-55 split. Uh, Miss Marvel, episode 180, 89-79 split. And I kind of forgot that this came out this year, but um, I'm happy I didn't. The Boys Season 3, episode 179, that's a 97-96 split. Yeah, uh, and then looking at the rest of these two, uh, as Wes has been doing going forward, uh, all the grades are um, me, me first and Wes second. Yes. Thor, Love and Thunder, that was episode 178. I gave it a 92. Wes gave it an 81. Stranger Things, season four, episode 175 of Change My Mind. That got a 90-87 split. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. 82-84 split. That was episode 174. Two episodes before that, we it, we reviewed Top Gun Maverick, uh, and that was an even 95-95 between the two of us. Love it. Two, two episodes before that, Moon Knight, uh, I gave it an 89. Wes gave it a 79. Same grading as we did on Miss Marvel. Uh, then we have Doctor Strange multi in the Multiverse of Madness. That was the episode right before Moon Knight. That was an 88-83 split. Uh, the Northman, which I'm curious where Wes, there's, we have certain categories where the Northman could come up. I'm curious if it does for Wes. Uh, that was one episode 168. I gave it an 80. Wes gave it a 95, another significant Woo-hoo. split for us. Uh, Morbius, we weren't too far off from each other in this one. Uh, episode 164, 65-70 split. The Batman, one episode 160, 96-94 split. And then Peacemaker was the last one, or the, I guess the first one that we reviewed. Uh, mm-hmm. That was episode 158. That was a 90-84 split. And Wes, I believe we started doing this last year where we start um, retconning some of our review mm. scores. I don't remember where we mm-hmm. capped it last year, but this year, are, you, are we good to do it at three? I think three feels like a good number, and let's start off with uh, that first one, because I think we, we're both agreement on the, uh, or at least we both made changes to this one here, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Mm, yep. Yes, we did. So, so you're lowering uh, it from a 92 to a what? To an 89. Um, my reasoning behind that, I still like this movie a lot. Uh, I still did. I did enjoy some laughs in this. I did like Gore the God Butcher a lot. Um but I think, you know, at, you know, 92 probably got caught up in some of the hype a little bit too much. Um, and looking back on it, it's I just I, I think I liked some things either similarly or more. Um, and I needed to to lop this down a little bit as a result. Yeah. And I think if I remember this correctly, uh, when we did this exit survey, I was I did the the real, real smart, savvy podcasting move of giving this a decent grade, but then bashing it every chance that I could get to really ride the fence. So yep. I think I needed to change my grade to reflect that. Did not like this movie. In fact, I think this movie made me sour on Taika Waititi as, as a whole, as a director, as a, perhaps as a person. Um, 
didn't really care for him or his arrogance overall. Um, so I, again, needed to reflect that a little bit more. Um, and I think Chris Chris Hemsworth even said as much, uh, saying that he doesn't want to work with uh, these eccentric, uh, know-it-all, genius, um, wonderkin directors there. And I think that was pretty clear who he was talking about in Taika. So in 81, originally is what I gave it. And I'm going to drop it down to a 76. So, well, I understand you souring on and, and everybody else souring on Taika Waititi after this. I, I, I do get that. If you didn't like it, yeah. it wasn't for you. Totally get it. For Chris Hemsworth to say that, though, dude, like your Thor was kind of nothing before Taika came on. So I'm not saying that like maybe he could have done fair. things differently. But if anybody needs to like pump the brakes on their like take about Taika, it's probably Chris Hemsworth. Maybe he just maybe he liked working with them in the first one, and then this by the time they got together for this the next one, the fourth one here, there was like all right, the ego was just too big, and that's fine. I mean, look, obviously his his stock skyrocketed after the his first Thor movie. I'm talking about Taika, but I mean, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the same time, like there's a diplomatic way to handle that and be like, look, like yeah, it was great, and then just this one didn't necessarily work out. Simple. Don't go and say I don't want to work with these like headstrong or whatever eccentric. Well, like, like well, maybe it's it's less di- diplomatic and and more political. And maybe if they're saying like, hey, listen, if they're gonna choose, you know, between Taika Waititi, who may be up for, yeah, you know, at the time when they said it, maybe they're considering them him for Secret Wars or something like that. And then Hemsworth is still on for, you know, however many more years of his contract. And he's like, listen, if it's him or me, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know may cast my vote to the public and let them know that I want it to be me over him. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a devil's advocate. No, I see what you're saying. No, that's not devil's advocate. That that makes a lot of sense. That's a good call. It's an interesting way to, uh, to, to break it down. Uh, the other movie, actually, this is we're staying in the MCU here because th- these scores get brought up so much when we do you know, our ongoing MCU movies as well as our former formerly called uh, MCU uh, uh, Rewatch Vault. Uh, but Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, again, episode 169, uh, you gave it an 88. I gave it an 83. I watched this movie over the weekend. I am turning this movie back up. I appreciate well, – well, there's – I'm not crazy about the, the Scarlet Witch story. I think there are some things that I would like done differently there. But I like, on the whole, a lot of the things they've done with uh, Doctor Strange in this. I like the chances that Sam Raimi took to kind of make this stand out visually. Uh, kind of on its own, maybe a way separate from the MCU. Some really, some really cool things there. So, I gave it an eighty-three originally, bumping it up to eighty-six. Not crazy about the uh, multiversal Illuminati as we discussed previously, but you still have to give them credit for trying and and, and getting that on the screen. Yeah, um, and and as you alluded to, uh, we are both gonna uh, adjust our scores here and um of the I, so i am taking advantage of the, the three and i'm gonna um adjust three of my scores but two are gonna be knocked down this is the only one that's gonna be bumped up and i know i originally jotted down one score but i'm actually gonna bring this all the way up from an 88 to a 90 um i really like this movie and i know you had your issues with the scarlet witch stuff i really liked a lot of the scarlet witch stuff and i think that at the time we talk like people like we're all like oh you know the Raimi stuff and whatever. But you look at some of the the horror elements that they tried that they mixed in here. There's a like especially with Scarlet Witch like there was a lot of stuff that I really liked coming out of it. Um, 
the things that bothered me were definitely like distinct things. Like there was that one scene with Dr. Strange and America Chavez and I can't, was it Wong or some, somebody else? Like, Oh no, it was uh, the, the other world Mordo that like took them mm-hmm. through trans like that. That bothered me how they handled it visually. Like, I don't have a problem with the story, what was trying to get across there, but like visually it felt very, like way too nineties and it just seemed yeah. out of place and everything else. But like that's one distinct thing that bothered me, but it's such a small thing. Um, and in general, when we talk about like rewatching stuff, I have not gone, I have not gone back and rewatched this recently as you have, but like this is something that I, I know Laura and I are gonna go and rewatch. Um, she's also a huge Scarlet Witch fan, so that may or may not have a factor in me giving this an extra point. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like I have no problem bumping this up regardless from an 88 to a 90. Yeah, and again, I think you know, as the rest of the move, rest of the MCU phase four has felt a little formulaic um, or a little bit lacking in like, I don't know if originality is the right term, but this one felt kind of feels like it stands alone for, for me at least uh, out of the rest there. And I think my original disappointment, because my hopes were so high, I was so, so excited for it, that it wasn't as expansive or as big as I hoped it was. Um, that was where my big real letdown was. And I think with sure. a little bit of time looking back and kind of see how it marinades with the rest of uh, phase four, I think this one clearly rises to the top. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, looking like this and, and the other thing too, for me, a lot similar to that, um, this is kind of something that's more my vibe, like not like Raimi specifically isn't, but like the dark and grittiness of this movie like that's like what they do with scarlet witch and what they try and do mm-hmm. with the evil doctor strange like those kind of things are more um my sort of thing too so um so yeah we're yeah so i'm i'm, I'm glad I, you had been saying for a while that like when we get to this episode that you were probably gonna bump this one up a little bit um so glad, i'm glad that you feel uh, feel better about that one um for me i i know you have one more i also have one mm-hmm. um so i have um Obviously, uh, something I was very excited about coming into this year was Moon Knight. Getting that movie, sure. uh, getting that show. Excuse me. Um, I hope we get more Moon Knight. Um, I did like this series. I did, uh, but that said, I am gonna dock this one just one point. I did have to. I I kind of had to work um, a little bit because I knew Thor. I was gonna bump down. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. I I knew I was gonna bump bump a little bit, and I did want to take advantage of the third one. And the reason why I want to dock Moon Knight down from an 89 just to an 88 is because I need that level of separation from Miss Marvel because I really, I really <laughs> liked Miss Marvel and I thought it was, re- and this is a show like going into it that I binged like for, for in preparation for our show. And, I, and I would have look, of course, you know, we, we ask each other questions like, would you have watched this if we weren't doing the podcast? I, I am pretty much a standard. If it's a comic book thing, I want to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, even though we're doing the show, I waited till almost the last possible minute to watch Miss Marvel. Um, and then what I did, I absolutely loved it. So yeah. I need, and, and as much as I enjoyed Moon Knight and I had fun with it and thought they got the important, some of the important stuff with the character, right. There was definitely like, I, I feel like they definitely could have, done some things better from a story aspect and not necessarily a storytelling aspect, but from like the actual contents of the story and how you like what you wanted to introduce the character to. Um, So yeah, some of the visuals were good. I thought that Oscar Isaac was great, but there were definitely improvements to be made. Um, And I think that if that wasn't one of my favorite Marvel characters, 
that I would have probably I would not have put it on the same level as Miss Marvel. So I need to at least represent that here. All right. Well, I, I love big. It's, it's very big of you, Nick. Thank very you. big of you to make a small change. <laughs> um, my last one here is the Batman. I had it at a 94. I'm going to lower it down to a 90. So still keep it in the A movies, but I think a four-point drop is uh, considerable. Not precipitous, oh, but uh, considerable. No, that's um, Yeah, and I just think it, it's a little long. I, I'm, I went back and rewatched it. It just doesn't – it kind of trods along. There's some great parts in it. Um, a super cut of this movie would be awesome to watch, you know, find that on YouTube or something, send it, send me the link. But there, there's some things I just, I remember when I rewatched it, when it first came out on HBO, I'm like, I don't know. After the hype and like the excitement of the theater and kind of having a new Batman out, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just okay. Didn't, didn't kill it for me. Wow. Well, I mean, it was good. It it killed it to the degree of a 90, but not to a 94. Sure. 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 That's fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. How can I nitpick on you on that? It's still 90. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, if it, 94 is an A, but this is an A minus. So that's, that's where we're at. Um, your review question. So we're, we'll nominate a couple for these categories, you know, as, as much as we can. Uh, maybe we'll get some honorable mentions in here, uh, much like our exit surveys here with these questions. But what's your movie? Um, surprised you the most in 2022 good or bad so okay so we have a lot of shows too that we in movies that we didn't uh review and that we, we yes that, that, yeah. that i do i am going to mention throughout the course yeah they should be they should yeah okay so uh i have two good ones that really jump out to me right away but um so top gun maverick uh, obviously good like that was mm-hmm. holy mm-hmm. crap like as someone who hadn't seen the original top gun then watched it in in preparation for what we were going to do you know i was like like i needed to do top gun too when we were doing our debate because i couldn't like there's no way i could make an argument for for the mm-hmm. original top gun um so i i was blown away by that one still holds up have recently rewatched it actually um it was so good and then wednesday which is the adams family show on netflix Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like I like go like coming into this like before watching Wednesday, I probably would have picked. Um, nah, Sandman didn't surprise me. I, mean, I really liked it a lot though. But Sandman was probably my favorite show. Mm, like part like not not objectively, Sandman probably was my favorite show. Um, I mm-hmm. think they okay. ended, up, ended up being my favorite show, and I thought it was going to be good, but I was like, it was so fucking good. Um, right. like, and, and then without going into detail on some of these other ones and or, uh, in a good way, I thought that was going to stink mm-hmm. rings of power in a good way. I didn't, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then the watcher in a bad way. All right. I like that. And the watcher, I agree with there. I was, I was, um, but again, I enjoyed the ride, but it was much like you said, you know, the, the ending is very disappointing there, which might, yep. may ruin it. But, uh, a couple of bad surprises, she Hulk, Thor, love and thunder. Uh, those two things, if you go back in the archives, very, very excited. I was very excited for She-Hulk. I was very excited for Thor 11 um, to, and then to, to get what um, we got or to get what I got, I think, you know, yeah. from, from my perspective was, was disappointing. Um, to, I'm with you on Top Gun Maverick. Uh, again, didn't really have much, much expectations other than just like a fun time. And it was going to be, you know, more of the same of Top Gun, which was great. But it was mo- so much more than that for what, despite being 
exactly the same movie for for so many like uh, uh different reasons there right yeah. um chippendale rescue rangers very fun movie yeah very cool. fun movie i had a good time with that one yeah. um the rehearsal big nathan fielder fan um but didn't really know what this was going to be or if i was really going to find it funny billy and mac kept harping on it in our group chat and then i couldn't put the show down when it was finally on so pleasant surprise there uh recency virus with this one a christmas story christmas again very low expectations but pleasantly surprised um oh, and yeah. it could be said for uh, werewolf by night didn't really care for it kind of like what you say with miss marvel like waited to the last second to kind of watch this sort of thing and it was like kind of just an afterthought and it, it was a an enjoyable ride once again had, had a lot of fun wasn't great didn't blow my socks off or anything but it was worth the 30 35 40 minutes i put into it i'll tell you what uh christmas store christmas that's a uh, that's a really good call because i was definitely mm -hmm. like what why who thought we needed this and i as i've said i cried while watching this movie so uh, good call. That's, go. good. That's a good list. That is a good list, Wes. So this is a phrase that you might be hearing a, a lot of here, uh, this episode, but I think it's it's worth noting here. What what movie or show did you enjoy the ride? I hate the ending. So I okay. So first of all, the watcher. I mean, that is a very easy one that yeah. I, I would I think that's that, where this thought was coined. Yeah. It's it, it was like in it was infuriating. Like and and to me. I, I could even argue that like I started like wanting to hop out of that early on, like, and like maybe, maybe, maybe earlier than just the ending, I guess. Um, because it's just like some of the stuff was fucking dumb. And then it, you know, look, I had heard from you, not the exact ending, but I knew you were let down by the ending. So I was aware mm -hmm. of that the whole time. And actually, you know what, as I thought I was going to say it was a detractor. No, that should have helped me going into that. I should have been prepared to be disappointed. And I was still, yeah really like annoyed with what they did and now they're talking about doing a second season like how fucking dumb is that mm, um mm -hmm. so so the watcher is that for me and then i don't know that i have another one that really falls under that into that category for me but i do have one that's kind of the inverse and that's the H house of the dragon i liked it but i didn't love it like i probably would have given it like an 80 for the show um like up until Maybe the last two episodes, definitely the last episode. But um, it, like I really liked how they how they left that show. Um, that doesn't necessarily make you feel great going into the next season because like you, you know you took so long to get to this kick ass point, but they're also at this kick ass point now. So that was that was the inverse for me with that season. I'm with you on House of the Dragon with that. Call. I'm actually I'm actually great with that. Um, Glass Onion, Knives Out story, much like The Watcher. Enjoyed the ride. Uh, wasn't crazy about the ending. We haven't got a chance to really talk about this yet. So I'll be eager to hear what, what you have to say about this, but, um, not a great follow-up to a whodunit story. It wasn't a great murder mystery in my opinion. Uh, it was a great cast, great acting. So I didn't have as much fun. Yeah. I didn't really mind sitting through the two hours of it there, but, uh, I would have liked more of a murder mystery out of knives, knives out there. So I was a little disappointed with how all of that ended up kind of playing out, though, though I had fun with it. Um, and then these next two were kind of, um, kind of be catch-all into like Netflix documentaries as a whole, but Bad Vegan, Tinder Swindler, some of these things, it's like, 
a train wreck to watch unfold, but I can't look away. And it's very satisfying to see dumb people get their uh, comeuppance or downfalls there. Uh, but most of these things, like I hate, I just think of like how stupid you have to be. Like Bad Vegan is very stupid. Tinder Swindlers, the, the new one. Uh, don't pick up the phone. Have you have you seen this? No. So it happened actually uh, at a bunch of uh, uh, um, excuse me Wendy's across the country or fast food restaurants, but where this guy who was like a former cop or something would call these Wendy's and these like middle, you know, middle class, middle American, very nice towns um, and tell them that they like just had a robbery from one of their employees. And then it has them, has the manager over the phone strip search the employee uh, that he is accusing of, of stealing the money. So it's like it happened in Wareham, uh, another one maybe in Somerset or something like that, another one in the South Shore. But like men, women didn't matter. But but so this this manager is getting these man these managers plural are getting manipulated and tricked by a guy over the phone to like strip search someone's vaginal or anal cavity for a hundred dollar bill and nothing is going off in their minds that like hey maybe this is a scam or a prank call because apparently this guy is like so good at kind of making it seem like you know it's not that big of a deal but i need you to do this and it's important at the same time Jeez. So I don't know. Like, like the end. Like it just, it just infuriates me. So, though, like that's kind of my thought with like bad vegan Tinder swindler that sort of thing. What's that one uh, called? And, um, it's called "Don't Pick Up the Phone." It's fairly new. Uh, probably just came out like within the last couple weeks on Netflix. Okay, well that was something. Jeez. Yeah. And the last one, and again, this isn't. I didn't hate the ending of this. I just thought it was a couple episodes too long. The Terminal List on Amazon. Uh, this is a Chris Pratt. Uh, oh, nice. uh show so i just watched it uh just binged it over the week actually it was it was super good loved it amazing but it, it gets to the point where like his his list grows by like two or three too many people right you his know, terminal actually, list grows so you you so did he's say like that. john rambo by the end of it you did say that at dinner didn't you yeah okay i because i i felt like i i um because at first, because I, I remember you talking, speaking about it positively, and I was like, "Wait a second. No, I did, I did love it, and I, I do recommend it. But like, that was my one real critique: is that like that, and like Chris Pratt kind of says like a Batman line. He's like he says, uh, "Literally, I am vengeance." <laughs> um. So, can we have a quick like? I, I, I know we're going long, but I, can we have like a quick side talk about um, Knives Out, real quick? Yes. Yeah. Please. So I didn't have the the like the, the issue that everybody else did, and if you haven't seen uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out story yet, please you know you know if you're if you're listening to us in audio form, fast forward you know a couple seconds or, or so. West, so like was it the was the issue that it was the character? I saw some people say it was the character who like we all knew it was that did it in the end. I didn't feel that way. Did you feel it was the character that? Did you feel that, or did you feel it was the character that? made the most sense in the end is that what bothered you no it wasn't it wasn't that the who done and bothered me like it was the way that it unfolded again like i enjoyed the whole story but i feel like it's a weak mystery when it's like not a mystery but it's really just like a, a screw up that stumbled in and we all made it to be bigger like i i want it to be like a real 
Like this guy actually thought out moves here and it was actually not just being good. Like everything else he did in his life, you know, like gotcha. you know, he just bought and paid for everything. Like that's not really clever to me. Uh, it was like a something of my expectations for cleverness. Gotcha. Okay. That's yeah. I think and, that's fair. Enough. And then again, aside from the plot holes, you know, like the, say what you want. I think I think also what came up uh, uh, in conversation on the internet about this was like, does people do people know what a plot hole is? Which I think what might be a fair question. Sometimes I think that gets used hyperbolically to say sure. this is something that doesn't make sense, right? It may not necessarily be a plot hole, but why did or this was dumb? Why do they do this, right? But um, when they bring in the twin sister onto the island, at no point does Miles Braun ever say, "Hey, you're the twin," or there's no conversation at all. You know, like there, there, there has. I feel like there would have to be some sort of big acknowledgement, like, "Hey, didn't I just try to kill you? What's going on here?" Hmm. Okay. That's, I mean, that, that is, and I think that's something that came up in the course of our dinner when we were, when it was yeah. being discussed and all that. Um, like that may not be a plot hole, but that's just like kind of bugs me. I, I guess. So the first part of your, your issues with it. And again, I like <laughs> doc and Mac are, for those who don't know, doc and Mac are very anti Ryan Johnson, which I can't understand their issues with Ryan Johnson. Um, no, I'm but, with you though. Where where I'm more willing to say that he might be the director of the generation <laughs> than yeah. than saying that he's awful. He's yes. made some really good movies aside from the major bad ones. Well, I ho, 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 ho. when I said that, I was definitely just trying to like <laughs> like, like like further ignite the the fire under their sure. ass. Okay, Stick in the ribs. Just to be clear, but uh, but. Yes, he has done stuff outside of you know the Star Wars that that pissed most of us off um, in some capacity. But no, so with this, I hear your first your the first half like I get it like that all makes sense. I have nothing to like add on it. Like I understand. I guess with the the bit about the the twin, I think I think in the end, you know what? I think in the end, I could be wrong, but it kind of falls under your first complaint where it's like where it all happened by accident. Like to me. When it's sure. like, okay, yeah, yeah, we know, was it Miles, right? That was his first name? I think so, yeah. So Miles is a whole dolt in the end. So it's like, instead of nipping in the bud right away, he's just kind of like, I'm going to try and handle it quietly, but then, like, I don't know because, like, because he's a fucking moron. Yeah, and again, like, I don't know, sending the whole thing to begin with, like, including the, the sister, the twin sister ain't on everything, too. I, I hear... I, I think that's a good point about you, by like saying the second point kind of nulls or falls under the first point there. Yeah, so it falls under. I, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Definitely doesn't null. Um, no, it's, it's it all it all it all makes sense for your issues with it. And I don't like that. Like that's your issue with it. Like that's I think that's that's fair. Like you don't like the story, or you have issues with the story itself with the writing. I guess in the end. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder. Yeah, you know, that's where you'll see most of my problems with is with the writers' room. Yeah, I very rarely is it with the actors or the directors, but it's just huh. maybe the, the the showrunners behind it, or, or yeah, the, maybe not not so much the direct the director, showrunners, writers. That's where most of my critiques will come from. That is, uh, you know, I never thought about it, but yeah, we don't think I, I and I think I, I I don't know if I'm too far off on that because I don't feel like we complain about CGI or things. As much, oh no, you, the CGI fight not, not as much it. anymore. CGI, I feel like, is a is a fair um, testament, but I think we've been scaling that back after finding out the 
the the amount of hours and pressure that they're under. So yeah, pay. They don't, you know, they don't want to hear it from some uh, you know a couple of thirty something white guys on a mediocre podcast. You know, right? Spare them that mediocre. Yeah, um, oh, I think you're being generous. Um, but but the knives out who done it story, Nick, uh, wasn't the only thing that we didn't like from 2022. There were some a few other things. What do, what do you think will age the worst from uh, this past year? Uh, I mean, we've kind of hit on it a bit already, but the public's perception of this year's MCU movies. Like, I still, I like them, but I think, in general, most people did not like this year's MCU movies. And I think going forward, um, you know, either people are going to dislike them more, or they're going to look back on it and say, oh, they set up for this with that, and they set up for that with that, and it's like, okay, these are kind of good, these are kind of cool, or whatever, if Marvel tries to improve what we got from mm-hmm. phase four like they did with um, thor of the dark world it's going to be now but let me ask you you bring up thor of the dark dark world do you actually like thor of the dark world more because of what they did with infinity war endgame no no but i definitely like th- no that this is that is a fair <laughs> question i i liked it more because of when we watched it um and talked about it but i think i still gave it like a 76 yeah, something to that end. But anyways, um, and then I think in, in, in the short term, DCU's presence in the mainstream conversation. I mean, that, that's an undeniable mm-hmm. what's going to age the worst, because as much as James Gunn's going to be doing stuff like once he announces this stuff, I don't know. I feel like we're going to just not we'll hear things, but it's just it, it's in a, it's in an odd spot. And obviously you have you have different people pulling in different directions when it comes to the, how DC's going forward. But I just think that right now there it's all it's going to be a lot of negativity around them. Even you know you know I know the Snyder Cut people are really driving that bus, but even outside of them, I would think that people are still like, "The fuck are you guys doing over there?" Yeah, it's it's a very interesting story. Again, it's like a big uh, you know highway accident there. You're kind of rubbernecking to see what goes on, and you don't want yes. to look because you feel bad, but you can't look away at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, in that same vein of your your MCU uh, comment, there, I'm going to go with uh, MC, maybe maybe on the flip side, uh, MCU's quantity over quality approach. So, how much they have 16 titles come up this year, something like that. 17 titles, like there was a good amount that we reviewed. That's a lot. Yeah. Or maybe that was just Phase Four in general. But however, there was a lot that came out between the shows uh, and, and the movies, right? Particularly on the DC or on the Disney plus side of things. I think moving forward, we're going to see that scaled back. I don't think we're going to see nearly as much many uh, TV shows with nearly as many episodes. I think we're going to see more special presentations. Um, and hopefully that leads to stronger production in the, uh, 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 in the movie theater in the box office and kind of renews a, uh, uh, a fire underneath the fan base there without being, I don't know, just kind of like, lulled over with your eyes glazed over waiting for the next piece of content to consume for marvel you, you know what i mean yeah and i think like it actually means something a little more yeah you know and, and on that to that end too i think this year it's, it's kind of not not to i don't I'm not, not to regurgitate what you're saying but like this is this is a valuable learning experience for marvel mcu yeah. fans are not the same as Marvel Comics fans. That is, there is a difference there, or as comic book fans in general. Because as a comic book person, I part of the reason why I don't have an issue with some of the stuff that we got this year, where other people may have, is 
I like spending time with these characters and I don't necessarily need something that's going to go in, you know, move forward uh, or yeah, improve on the larger narrative in some capacity. I'm just like, we can just get this self-contained thing and that's cool. Excuse me. Cool. See this IPA is getting to me. I love it. There we go. Let, let the burps fly. Uh, and I, I'm with you too on, on the DC stuff. So that was my other nominee. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. But with the, with like, that's now with Marvel, it's like, okay, we should just treat it like we're comics people. We can get a little pissed with events because they can throw mm -hmm. things off. They can bring pauses to main titles that, that are doing their own thing or they, or they can you know, jump, throw them in the mix. And it's just, it, it can be annoying. Um, now it's like, no, no, no. With MCU stuff, you should pretty much just like focus on like, yes, you're going to have this, the, 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 its own story within each movie, but you need to have a, an impact on the larger situation on the larger event. Everything needs to be a tie in in some capacity. Yes. 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 I, I love it here. Um, what do you think will age the best from 2022? And I know we were talking about reboots and IP expansion earlier, but now it's kind of like a creatively bankrupt idea. Uh, I'm in agreement with that for a large part, but this seems to be a big winner of the year. <laughs> yeah, know, Rings of Power, uh, uh, Lord, Lord, not Lord of the Rings, uh, House of the Dragons back. You know, what what else do we have? Uh, I, I mean, what else? What else? Well, I mean, you Ghostbusters at, come out this year. It kind of goes with. Um, I mean, what I had was blockbuster movies in general, like things that aren't just. Like the or like, there these are their own original mm -hmm. movies, like Top Gun, Maverick, and Avatar too. I mean, that's that goes right into what you're talking about. And actually, my other one too, Wednesday. Like that's another one that goes yeah. right into that. So it's, it's I, I think in the end, it where we're not voting on all these. I think in the end, you're right. Like re reboots and IP expansion is the big winner here. Or bet will age the best. Yeah, whether we like it or not, whether we like it individually yeah. or not, you know, I think it's on a per per basis issue there that we can judge it. But yeah, I mean, even what we were just talking about knives out, I mean, that's another, you know, reboot IP expansion sort of thing. And it's going to, we're going to get more. So, Oh yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So every, everyone wants their own universe here. We're in the multiverse of media uh, in 2023. That is um, very true. That's not bad. Right. Not bad. And what was the most rewatchable scene or moment uh in 2022 nick i got a, i got a whole bunch here you want to want to start us off though yeah you got some really good ones uh listed off here uh so for me in, in any action scene in ev yes. everything everywhere all at once was amazingly oh, oh. done that was so good uh the fanny pack fight the keyboard fight uh, like michelle yo yoa i i believe is how you say her name i, I i'm just frenetically trying to figure it out but she's also in the um witcher blood origins uh mini series that we got she okay. anything she's like she does an awesome job she absolutely crushed that role and the fight scenes are so fluid throughout all that um and and some of the stuff that you you're going to talk about I, I, are definitely memorable moments for me but i think that the most rewatchable scene like definitively of 2022 west has to be the assault on the uh russian base in Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. I, I'm with you completely. I think that one takes the cake. Although my one correction was that uh, there are no enemies. I don't think there's a, was there, are they, do they say that they're Russian? I thought that was like the big takeaway in the commentary on, on, on Top Gun is that like, no one really knows who we're fighting. And it's just some kind of like nondescript Eastern Bloc, maybe Russian, maybe Eastern European country. But I don't think they say 
Um, but it's funny. I, may, maybe you're right. Maybe I mean that's easy enough to just assume it's Russia. I I I did assume. I you you might be right. It was it was a uranium air base though, or uranium like base in some capacity. Oh okay okay. There's, All right. Well, that. there we go. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. That that's uh, one of the funny takeaways from because they only went off and then this movie to air everywhere. So that's where like there's no enemies. Like that's uh, we're not naming it. Okay. It's not China. It's not, it's not North Korea. Um, but I, I tried to watch everything everywhere all at once on New Year's Eve and then realized we had to buy it. It was like a $20 buy on Amazon, where wherever it was or something. So oh, now, yeah. It was Showtime through Amazon? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, so a couple honorable mentions here. The Batman uh, kicking ass in the rainy subway station early on against those uh, hooded thugs, right, yeah. or the, with the face mask on and everything. Uh, this one's not usual action based here, but I think this one was great. Episode two, like almost in its entirety of the rehearsal uh, with Nathan Fielder. This is when you're introduced to Angela, who wants to uh, simulate raising a family and the things that she goes through. I mean, the list of demands that she needs to have in a husband and a housemate, you know, what she wants in a house and where she wants to live. If she doesn't want to work or do anything to supply this, and she has all of these de demands, these non-negotiables, and she's a 40-year-old single woman. So you tell me why she's single. I don't know. But uh, very funny nonetheless. Um, this one might be in the running to maybe knock off Top Gunning here. Uh, Top Gun is uh, Homelander versus Billy Butcher versus Soldier Boy in uh, The Boys Season 3. That kind of little three-way action there. Yeah. That kind of uh, uh, simulate the Civil War fight. Uh, in the MCU, this one uh, uh, maybe more of an honorable mention, but but uh, Skarsgård, Alex Skarsgård in the Northman pillaging uh, the first village there, and that's a an amazing scene. I feel like it's almost, or at least it's filmed like a one shot, so it almost looks like it's one continuous scene. Yeah, but it's death and, and destruction everywhere around him, and he's just hulking and brooding, kicking ass the whole time. Yeah. That's definitely one that, that I think of originally. And the Homelander versus Billy Butcher versus Soldier Boy is, is is absolutely a great one. And actually, too, when you talk about honorable mention stuff, the Wednesday dance scene, um, you know, they have like a school dance, which she does, like her, her whole dance that she did. That is something that has like I, I've seen pop up on, on social media a ton still. And every time I still find myself having to watch that entire thing. And then Avatar, too. Like when we're talking again, we're talking about non-action mm -hmm. stuff. The Avatar stuff with the whale was yes. I mean, there's a lot of Avatar stuff that was pretty willing, pretty yeah. willing. Yeah, but um, but yeah, a lot of rewatchable scenes uh, from 2022. Definitely good in that regard. Uh, let's see what who, who, who had, had the best performance by a side character, Nick. Uh, I got two for you, Wes. This was this was actually a tough one for me because I feel like it's just there's only one answer. Because again, we're talking about side characters and we run into this issue all the time. Like, who's a side character? Um, mm -hmm. so. Victor Dorobanadu um, as Thing in Wednesday. Not a single line was uttered by this individual, mm, and you could only okay. see his hand. But, oh, my God, that character was great. Absolutely loved him. Um, but okay. for me, the winner is is my dude, like who I dressed up as for Halloween, uh, Joseph Quinn as Eddie Munson. So fucking good. God, I love that character. Like, might be uh, – God, if, you, if you, we had to do a list of who our favorite characters were from 2022 – I don't know. This is, that'd be a tough list, but he he's up there. He'd be my top ten. No, maybe top five. 
Well, you are one of the charter members of the Hellfriar Club there, so that's all thanks to him. So that makes sense. I, I like that a lot. A uh, couple, again, Angela from the rehearsal, quick nomination. She was a hell of a character throughout this, that whole season. Uh, Willem Dafoe as the jester in The Northman. Thought that was kind of perfect, but again, more of an honorable mention type of moment there. Uh-huh. Particularly during the mushroom psychedelic scene in the beginning when they're in the cave and you like you see his creepy face. That was nuts. Oh, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman in the Batman. I don't know if that qualifies as a side character or a co-lead, but she came away with a lot of love, uh, rightfully so. See, th- this one and uh, and the one you have listed above, to me, were I like, well, the, okay, who's the one you, who I'm alluding to you have above? Freddie Stroma as Vigilante in the Peacemaker series. Now, I'm more, I, I would fight you more in Freddie Stroma than uh, Catwoman. Yeah. I think I, I see what you're saying in both. I, I didn't even think of Zoe Kravitz. Like, I, in the, like, not that I, like, Zoe Kravitz did a great job as Catwoman. I thought she was awesome, but I like, no, I don't, I don't think she's a side character. I did think of, about Vigilante. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's a fair, that's, now that I see you listing them, like, yeah, okay. So I, I I think that is a fair take. And that and then he is right on that same a similar level to Eddie Munson. Yeah, very funny. Had a good time. Had a couple couple lulls that series, uh, thanks to him. So thank you, Freddie Stroma. Yeah. Um Best Actor or Actress of 2022. Uh, I had a tough time with this one. I'm gonna let you go. So um okay. So there's so I want to start off with my honorable mentions real quick because there were some really heavy hitters for me. Uh, Morfid Clark as Galadriel in Rings of Power, Killian Murphy as Thomas Tommy Shelby. God, I love mm-hmm. that character. One of my he's okay. I this like all time favorite character. I don't know what list he's on, but he's in some conversation for me in that regard within at least the top hundred. He's so cool. Um, so so conflicted too. <laughs> Charlie Vickers as Halbrand in Rings of Power. Tom Surridge as Morpheus, who the, the Sandman in Sandman. So good. So those are my honorable mentions. I think Anthony Starr's Homelander has to be in the conversation for best actor. I like this. Year. I like this a lot. He's so good, man. I mean, it's just that character is like when when there when that show's going on when it's active when it's out there. That's a star straw that starts to drink. For the converse, like, like for the conversation of like I think pop culture in general, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think the only other person that has had that same kind of impact this year was Jenny Ortega as Wednesday, sorry, Jenna Ortega as Wednesday in the Adams Family show. But even then, as much as I loved her and and, and that show was great, and cannot wait for another season of that. I, I think for Anthony Anthony Starr, he's done it for two, what this is his third season now. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- and now he's also like that character at the end of the show, like he that he's become like one of the, uh, like a go to gift for people too. I just think in so many ways he's dominated the scene where I like as this character that I got to the he's got to be my number one uh, uh, option here. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Was this like her big breakout role, Jenna Ortega? I feel like I've heard that name a lot recently. I've definitely she was in her. she was in Scream uh, this past year. Um, you know what, Wes? Why don't you go through your options, and I will yeah. look real quick because there's definitely another one I can't think of. But she feels like one of those kind of it actresses that's oh. kind of right on the come up there. She was in You. Did you watch You? I forget. Oh, maybe. Um. Uh. Yeah, kind of. Not really. 
there was okay one of the latest not enough like, to know a cider character or something like that oh okay so but she was she was in you i think it was the, i think maybe it was the second season she was you she was like the younger sister okay. of his landlord or something to that end that's where i know oh, her from. okay all right okay well yeah really good for her you know she's on the come up there oh yeah um a girl a girl who is or a woman who is fully ascended into stardom is is anna de armas uh that was one of my picks maybe not for so much of her uh again maybe i'm i'm kind of critical here i'm going quantity over quality in this category but for the mcu i want quality over quantity so let me just parse those real quick Andy armis had three movies uh deep water the gray man which is on netflix i really enjoyed deep water was with her uh ex-boyfriend uh ben affleck which i don't think was very well received uh mm -hmm. and of course she played marilyn monroe in blonde uh that was an nc-17 rated movie so you know marilyn monroe anna de armis please Please, I will take that any day of the week. I was also announced she's going to be starring in the John Wick spinoff movie. I think it's called Ballerina or, sh or Show, whatever it is. So talk about a reboot oh. IP expansion. There, there you go right there. Okay. Uh, she was coming off of No Time to Die, a James Bond flick. So big year for 2022 uh, for Anna de Armas, and she's scorching hot. So please mm -hmm. and thank you. Okay. Uh, and the actor, I had nothing to come up with. This is recency bias, but um, Chris Pratt. Just because I like him, and I just watched the Terminal List. <laughs> that was the only like, couldn't really come up with anything else. But I like Anthony Starr's Homelander. I think that's the pick. You know, I, I so Jenna Ortega just because that came out earlier in the year was like instantly like right at the top of my head. Like this is who I'm going to go with. And mm -hmm. it, it, Anthony Starr, it took a little bit of thinking at first because again, like it's so much earlier in the year. I think it was in the summer that that series um, began. Right. The third, yeah, third yeah. season began. Because uh, I love Tom Sturridge as Morpheus, and that was the one I was thinking of. And Killing Murphy has killed it as the, as Tommy Shelby for si for six seasons. But yeah, in the end, no one moves the needle like Homelander does these days. Like he is, we talk about villains in comic book movies. He's got to be number one right now of of He's the active ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you because it's not not a whole lot to choose from. Slim no. Pickens these days. Now, um, I need to ask this question because I see mm -hmm. certain things listed by you that I'm very <laughs> interested in. Uh, Wes, I got to ask you to uh, expand on who you think lost in 2022. Yeah, a couple a couple honorable mentions here. I think Will Smith. Will Smith took a lot of L's this year, uh, right? That was the smack and everything, right? That was I, this year? I believe you're correct in saying that. It was like right around this time last year, right? So, or this, that yeah. End. Right around then, right? Um, movies in general, but I agree with your your notion of blockbuster movies kind of being back, and maybe um, maybe we're getting some more like the return of like the original blockbuster action movie or something like that. Yep. So I, I'm with you on that, and I hope that's the case. But in the battle between TV and movies, like what what had more that I was interested in this year? Um, I think it was TV. So I, I think I'm that in that kind of conversation, I would say the loser would be uh, movies in that. Yep. Um, the other one would be The Rock. Um, kind of took a couple L's here. If you, you know, got made a big deal about uh, being in in uh, Black Adam, and now he's seemingly kicked out of that, right? And he lost a whole bunch of money. I had to come out with and, like try to save face. It was like, well, if you consider Funko Pops and DVD sales in Uzbekistan, like. Black Adam actually made some money. We, we, we were financially, you know, we were good. Um, so I think that's, you know, kind of a tough look. And I think um, Ryan Johnson just came out and said on the Glass Onion 
that Dave Bautista is the best wrestler turned actor uh, in Hollywood or ever. Or whatever, I whatever didn't even. Said. Yeah, he did, and it, it, that was pretty much what it was. It, I didn't think about it through this lens. Holy shit! That's why people made such a big deal out of it. <laughs> tough. Yeah, tough. I don't tough know if I agree with that rock. take when you. I don't know if I agree with that take when you compare him to The Rock. I don't know about that. I, I like think that? you know. I think his point was like he has more range. Uh, Who knows? That, that might be fair, but you know, in the end, like the my, I have like such an issue with Rock now, knowing that like you can't, he he's not allowed to lose a fight on screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, yeah, that's that's fucking brutal. I'm sorry. Uh, the no. MCU. I think we we touched on that. You know quite a bit here throughout this episode about my my uh problems with the downfall of the mcu in this past year uh but the the one i think you're most interested in that you got to acknowledge i mean tough year for uh for kanye west very very tough year took took some weird turns took some weird people in his corner um i was watching it every step of the way i was i was locked in uh sometimes like through my eyes like this but mm. still watching and like what's happening what's going on and now you haven't heard from it all. Uh, so, like, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what's more concerning. It's like when we hear from Kanye for an extended period of time, like we did for like a two-week stretch, like day after day after day, or we don't hear from him for an extended period of time. Or what's worse? I think that's actually a very, a very good question. Um, yeah. yeah. So, tough year for my man Kanye, though. Yeah. I, but I, I, I mentalize. It's still sick. I, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm with you that he is definitely one of the uh, people who lost in 2022. Yeah, um, but from that man, my man, easy. um, for me, um, I only I have two here, so you know, MCU fans who are so you now, when we say MCU, for me, is MCU fans who are solely in for the larger story, but you know what, long haul. The people who like this little side stories and stuff like that, they may actually end up being the biggest losers mm -hmm. after 2022 because you're not going to get, I don't think you're going to get some of that stuff or maybe as much of that stuff. Um, and also, you know, looking at characters too, because for me, this is one of the things that popped into my head, Galadriel in Rings of Power. Spoiler for those who haven't watched it, she basically brings Sauron back from like, you know, where he was like, I'm just going to give up. Like it didn't work out mm -hmm. and everything and I'm leaving. And she pretty much, she was trying to kill him the whole time, and he hid in plain sight, and she brought him back. It was an amazing twist. I, I One of my favorite twists of all time. But, like, she was an awesome character, but, man, she was a huge fucking loser at the end of the year because it's like, wait, what? That seems like a tough name to pronounce. One more time for me. Galadriel? Galadriel. Okay. Can I, I was going to say Galad. No, no, I don't know. I, I'm just looking at it, and I was like, how would I even begin to pronounce it? Galadriel. Oh. Galadriel. Yes, that is. I was going to say Galadriel. Galadriel. I guess Gum it's not too far off. Banana. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Uh, who won to, to that 2022? Uh, I don't think it's undeniable. Like when you look at objectively, if one person or property or group of people won MCU, I mean, won 2022. Wow, that's weird. Uh, yeah, I'm a little drunk. Uh, is uh, James Cameron? There's no question mm. about it. He, yes. Hand over fist, they are rolling in the dough, and he called his shot, and he he freaking, I mean, he did. He came through. He I, like absolutely knocked it out of the park. 
awesome movie. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's rolling in the dough just yet. I think the number that we we I saw over the weekend was 1.35 billion is what it needs to make to either be profitable or break even. I'm not sure. But it's, okay. it's like so it's like right there if it's not there yet, but it's right on the cusp of hitting that mark. Okay. So there So it's about so, to reel in the dough. Yeah, but I mean really quick yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying yeah. like in two week time that's pretty quick that's too insane what was it the, uh, they crossed the billion dollar mark after what was it 10 days pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. i think it needed crazy. to be the 10th or 12th highest grossing movie of all time to like make its money back absolutely batshit uh, look they're like yeah. you know when we talk about the best actors and actresses of the year too like those are some winners of course too to consider in this but i think that tom cruise um Big win for him, too, because as much as he's still done action stuff over the years, he went and took a property that he hasn't touched in years and enhanced it so much. And, of course, there's a lot of other people doing stuff in the course of that movie in Top Gun Maverick. But, I mean, still, like, for him to be the centerpiece of it all, and he he absolutely crushed it again in that I'm with you 100% on these. I don't think there are any two better nominees here. So I think either one, you can't go wrong with. You have the the cock of the walk, James Cameron there, just just peacocking around all all year long. And Tom Cruise, who, you know, say what you will about that guy, but he's also kind of gotten this little, like, career renaissance where he went from being, like, crazy Scientologist to kind of being, like, no, he's a cool actor again. Yep, yep, yep. You know, he had this kind of, like, weird perception for a while. I was thinking about this with somebody else recently, and I can't recall who it was, but it's just interesting how sometimes people, like, there are certain individuals who, like, when they have a weird thing happen, you know, it might have been, might have been Aaron Rodgers, where, like, people were, like, hitting mm-hmm. on him. And, look, I know Aaron Rodgers has fallen off a cliff in terms of performance level and stuff, but, like, it's there's, there's a difference between falling off a cliff from a talent standpoint and the criticism he was receiving before, and he just went right through it. And Tom Cruise, with different stuff, yeah. has pretty much done the same thing. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't care. He's just going to be me. That's, in fact, that's a great piece of advice. I think you, that's how you go through it. You just go through the fire. Mm. Yep. You have to just walk, you know, walk over the coals. You can't stand on the coals because then you're just going to continue to burn your feet. But you just got to continue. You just got to keep going. Walk, walk on baptism, through. Baptism, baptism by fire. Absolutely, absolutely. There, so I'm with you. Um, what was the best movie that we watched or reviewed this year, Nick? I'm going to throw out two. Because you have a, a couple other mentions that I liked here. So I have the Northman and Avatar 2. Uh, so I'm uh, going with the Northman because I can't pick Avatar 2. Okay, and see, that's my thing too. Like, I, I have Avatar 2 on my radar. And I think Avatar 2 and Top Gun are my 2-3 right now. But I could easily, like, say Avatar 2 is the best movie of the year. But we just talked about it. It's so hard for me to go there. In the end, I'm kind of just leaning on my grading here and where, where I put things. I didn't drop the Batman down at all. It's a 96 at the end of it. One of my favorite comic book movies of all time. I love, you know, we talk about winners of the year too. Robert Pattinson did cross my mind where it's like, mm-hmm. how's he going to do as Batman? No one asked about the Bruce Wayne stuff. And I understand people had issues with his Bruce Wayne, but no one asked about those questions. He fucking killed it as Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and in mm-hmm. general, I still love this movie. I think it's, I think it is immensely rewatchable. Obviously, as much as it is, long um I, I thought from a comic book movie standpoint too they basically took they treated this like a comic book arc which is like five to six issues standard sometimes a little shorter usually not longer and they basically did that in the course of this movie uh where it was like six or five stories and i really enjoyed that that portion of things so the batman um 
is my favorite movie of this year. Yeah, it's, it's the Northman and Top Gun. Those are my, my two choices, which is interesting enough uh, because I think over the last few years, it's been Marvel uh, superhero dominant. And I'm not yeah. sure uh, that, 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 you know, that definitely didn't happen for me this year. So Sure. Uh, it didn't happen for you, right? It was, I mean, Batman was on there, but from a Marvel standpoint. No, yeah, um, no, no, yeah, definitely not. What was the best show we watched or reviewed this year, Nick? I'll give you a couple of mine. The Terminal List, again, that's recency bias, but I think that was uh, pretty well, uh, you know, well acclaimed by uh, by the public there. Uh, Barry Season 3, I'm a big fan of Bill Hader and that kind of dramedy, melodrama, murder mystery type thing. Uh, and then the rehearsal. So three different things, but Nick, your uh, choice is my choice. So because um, there's... Yeah. There's no show real quick is that you know, we, we talk about like uh, in Marvel or in DC about being able to um, being disappointed because they plug in their agenda, right? The showrunners, the writers, you kind of know the message that they're sending and they plug it right and shove it down your throat, whether you like it or not. That was my critique with uh, She-Hulk, for example. You kind of see the politics of the, the writers and the showrunners come through clearly. Now, not to say the boys doesn't do that, but they do it in a way that's palatable on both sides. And the rest of the stuff is so good that you don't really care that they're still putting that in there. So they are the gold standard right now mm. uh, for, for how you execute a culturally relevant superhero show. I think that I, I agree with you. Like the, like the, 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 and being able to do that when it, like you said, where like you, like you just don't in certain times you don't notice it or you don't think about it through that lens is so important from a storytelling. Mm -hmm. aspect. You don't, you can't do it in, again, whether it's whatever side you're coming from, I'm not saying you can't do that with certain properties, but, or, or certain stories, whatever. But in, in like, when you're talking about being like an, a, something that can reach everybody, you got to be able to do it where it just does, it doesn't, it feels it doesn't feel like anything's being preached in that sense. So mm -hmm. yeah, for right. me, it's that the boys is like, it was earlier in the year. So there are certain things that like, I think of more recently again, Wednesdays is one that's in the conversation for me, but the boys has done it for three seasons and absolutely kicked ass each season. I, I mm -hmm. have, to, have to go with it. Um, the Stanman was a great one for me too. Didn't know how they were going to do with that on Netflix at first. And I loved everything about it and again talking about my vibe and everything uh wednesday and sandman both dark nasty um you know a little bit like a gothic -y in ways i really like that and they get that in both of these shows here stranger things also is along those lines too and eddie kind of brings it in with the metal mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and that, that was of the shows reviewed that's my number two but it's probably the boys wednesday sandman stranger things for my four um shows that i watched from this year but i mean looking at the, our, our list too like we didn't have a tough time coming up with these these shows like whereas with the movie best movie of the year just kind of going into right. what you said before it's it was the year of tv for sure yeah i think you know for for what we do it's like all right what from the m let's go check the mcu what what did i like from that nothing 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 that that would really stand out you know Okay, great. Well, that, then you have to go in the Top Gun, the Northman, and some other stuff like that. So uh, again, a little bit of a different year from here, but uh, yeah, good, good nonetheless. And I think that's Not it. I think we hammered it. 
Yeah, I think we did. Let's turn into the Discharge Depot because this is running into one of our – we're flirting with two hours here. I um, know. The train is leaving the station, late, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I've already mentioned this Glass Onion uh, terminal list on, on Netflix. That, that's kind of what I've spent my time doing the last uh, week or so since we've been off. A lot of housework, too. Got a lot of, lot of little things done around the house. Uh, the basement is filled with styrofoam and cardboard boxes from Christmas and baby stuff, so – I never want to see that stuff ever again, but I'm going to get more and more and more of it. Uh, and yes. that's it. That's uh, real for. quick, real quick for me. Also the glass onion, um, watch side effects. This is a movie that came out in 2013 with Rooney Mara mm. and Jude law. Really, really well done. If you're into psych thrillers, that was really well done. Uh, where the crawdad dad sing. I think if you're looking something for something with your significant other to sit down and watch, I think this is a good movie to do that with. And I am okay. almost done with the Witcher Blood Origins, uh, one episode left. This has gotten ripped by critics and the audience, West, at least when you look at IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. I don't quite understand it. Uh, I've definitely seen one thing okay. that was an issue. I'm not saying this is a 90 series, it's a mini series, but like to get ripped in like the 30s and 40s, like, like I'm seeing, I don't quite get that so whatever um but anyways let's move over to the dsg topics what's going on this week in the dsg hashtag dork uh, is previewing as they do the 2023 movies uh, all the movies coming out this year mac and goo they just did the top 10 most anticipated movies of 2023 mm, so along mm-hmm. the same lines uh pcp they are continuing their protest on uh, podcasting uh, we're in round two of that TLDR, as I mentioned earlier, we did our annual uh, recently already, but we do do uh, we are doing our January solicit this week. I've heard it both ways. They're doing season five, episode nine of Psych, and then the streamers you can find Shime at Shime Time on Twitch. Doc is at Backcracker on Twitch, and then Davy and Keith. I'm sorry, yeah, Davy and Keith do um, their streaming on the hashtag Dork YouTube, mm-hmm. and that's it, Wes. Yeah, and I think for next week, I got this this idea. Uh, maybe it's not original, considering what we just read from Akagoo and Dork here, but we have to put together our master schedule plan uh, for 2023. So I think we petition uh, what we want to review for next year. So we can kind of do like a live stream. We, we'll throw up the Google Sheets. We have some of the uh, – and we'll kind of fill it in. And if there's something that you really want to do that you want to watch that comes out on a certain date that we have an open slot for, uh, you make your case for it and we can pencil it in or put it in pen maybe, uh, and I'll do the same here. We'll kind of go oh. – it's kind of like a mixture of a preview for 2023 yes. and then like an original versus sequel type of thing. Yes, 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 because because now it's going to be like there are certain like, – the Sandman is something that we didn't review this past year, and I don't know if there's going to be another season of it this next year, but like, I really like that show and would have loved to talk mm-hmm. about it at length. Now, if we have a second season, I have to make the case for that on here. And this yes. is where maybe we have to set some like vetoes and like how many things we can propose, set some ground. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think that's a great idea. Uh, and then, and then what if we have something like uh, a movie comes out the same week, two movies come out the same week, and we're like, yep. which one do we review? You know, that yep. sort of thing. So, um, I think that could be fun. It kind of leads a little, little bit of debate, a little bit of contentionness uh, and starts off the new year. Right. So I think that'll be fun. <laughs> yes. So until next week then. Yes. Yeah, same Bat time, same bat place, but new year.